G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. My stepdad uh, had a strong faith and kept us in church. My dad had the opposite lifestyle, so for a lot of my uh, younger years, every other weekend I would be adaptable to whatever the environment was. Um, you'd be at stock cars one weekend with my stepmom's family giving me rum and cokes when I was 10 sitting watching stock cars to okay. the next weekend in church service. The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today, Vision Christian Media CEO Phil Edwards will have a chat with a former member of staff who will share her life journey. Angela Buono says she has always been a people pleaser, which proved to be a very difficult task as she grew up splitting time between two very different families. Eventually, Angela took a stand for the Lord and has gone on to serve God in full-time ministry. Today, we'll hear how God has helped her overcome a difficult childhood as she shares her story. I was born in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone on to marry a Italian born in England growing up in South Africa. So pretty much when it comes to the football, any, <laughs> any team that will ever win, it's our team. So okay. that, that does help. You can be very portable. I can be very portable and very versatile in that. Um, but I grew up in a home. My parents separated when I was young. So I came from a, a broken home in that regards. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum had, uh, my stepdad uh, had a strong faith and kept us in church. My dad had the opposite lifestyle. So for a lot of my uh, younger years, every other weekend, I would uh, be adaptable to whatever the environment was. And so I would very different and environments. Very, very different environments. Um, you'd be at stock cars one weekend with my um, stepmom's family giving me rum and cokes when I was 10 sitting watching stock cars to the next weekend in church service. So it was kind of that. But uh, when I was a teenager, I made a personal commitment um, at an Easter camp. um, To follow God. Good old Baptist Easter camp and to follow God. And so that then has directed a lot of my life um, coming back to that point. Okay, so we'll come back to that in in just a few moments. But just, you know, teenage girl, there's a lot going on there. What what was that experience like, like for you, particularly coming from a... You know, fairly dysfunctional sounding yeah, was, uh, background. Was, was it hard? Um, it was hard. I finding my identity. Uh, I really struggled with who I was. Um, I was a people pleaser, so I always wanted to make sure everybody liked me, mm. um, which isn't healthy. Uh, a lot of the time, it's not a healthy place to be. Um, I was thankful that um, I did understand that God loved me, and so that self worth became a journey in truly understanding who I was in Him. Um, but I did. I had many years of struggling, um, the lack of a father. My dad, unfortunately, had accused my stepdad of some things um, that he hadn't done as we'd gone through high court and custody cases. And mm, wow. so that distanced me as well from that father relationship that I so desperately desired to have. So I let some unhealthy relationships in my world, um, but still made some great choices because I had God as that anchor uh, early on in my life. Um, that it only let me go so far in some of those choices. Which mm. is- so you got to that point where you made a conscious decision that I'm going to follow after God, dedicate yep. myself, my life 
yep. to him. How did that come about? Um, so we were at a, an, an Easter camp and um, there was a scripture in Revelation that says you're either hot or cold, mm. not lukewarm, or I'll spew you out of spit my mouth. Spit you out, yeah. And that is what got me because I'm like, I'm lukewarm. Like I go from hot to cold. Each week I'm away at a different parent's place and I have like these two lives. I remember when I'd made the decision, I said to my stepmom, I said, I'm not going to, ha- I'm not going to drink anymore. And she's like, you sound like an alcoholic. And I'm like, I'm 13 or 14. If I'm <laughs> drinking, <laughs> that could be the path that I'd end up on if, yeah. if I didn't, if I had to make a conscious decision of, I never, I never got drunk, but I was, I was exposed to that sort of thing that, um, isn't the best for a, a young teenage girl and kind of heading down that path of making some wrong choices and, um, so I made a firm decision and um, held to that. Thank God for on. Baptist camps, eh? Thank God for Baptist camps. It was a great camp. Yeah. So how old were you at that point? So I was about 13. 13. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you made that decision. What happened after that? Um, it became really tough uh, for a season. Um, my dad was very controlling, so he didn't like that I began to like make a stand. Mm. Um, to follow your own to way. To follow my own way or to say no. Um, so, yeah, we had some some tough times in there. My brother ended up going and living with um, my dad. Um, so they lived a couple of hours away. And so I actually, uh, to, to break that controlling uh, spirit almost that my dad was trying to hold over me, I actually cut contact from that side of the family for mm. about 18 months, um, which was really hard because... They'd gone. My stepmom had gone on to have two more children. So, and my mum and my stepdad. So, I became one of six, the eldest of six. And family was so important. And because mine had been so broken and dysfunctional, um, it broke my heart to not be able to have that contact. So, what did you do in that time? Um, so, I was very heavily involved in my youth group. I was a very social person. Um, so school was never a big focus of mine. I was the person that <laughs> good place to socialize. It was right? a great place to socialize. <laughs> uh, you might learn something, but you, know. you might. I was the one. I was on the canteen roster. I was on the the whatever bell ringing roster. Whatever got me out of class. I was there purely <laughs> for social. I'd go to. I remember going to connect groups and going. Oh, I've got a big exam tomorrow. Let's pray because I put God first and turned up to to socialize. And I did scrape through. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me get through school. But uh, it wasn't ideal. But it was all about connection, and that was what I'd been lacking um, in a lot of areas of my life because of what I'd gone through as a child. So mm. yeah. How did that time then help you with, uh, I guess, dealing to the family situation that you had? You had this dysfunction and a disconnection for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, Did God work in your life and allow you to sort of equip you, I suppose, more for for reconnection? What happened? Yeah, so um, I I remember there was a song that uh, would talk about send me God, like send me. Mm. uh, And so I created my world to be whatever God was going to call me to do, I wanted to be willing to go. Yeah. Um, so my life took me when I was uh, 20 over to America. So I lived over there for uh, 15 months and served a family and their ministry. And um, their ministry was all about uh, relationships. So they had a marriage uh, seminar that they would do. And so it really instilled some fundamental um things in my world that I've carried through and the way I do relationships and the way I interact with people and kind of healed, began that healing process of some of that. 
And because I had such desire for family, uh, that control thing that we talked about earlier, I tried to control that. And because I had to do those things that I just shared about earlier, about trusting God's timing and all those things, it wasn't working out how I planned, but um, he allowed me to heal a lot of those wounds that I had um, through a long season of being single um, to get to a healthy place for and ready for um, my own family. Mm. So what's happened then with your family relationships? Uh, with my family relationships? Yeah. So um, when I got married, um, my it shifted something in my dad. Um, so we began to restore that relationship. So it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s. Um, he has since uh, passed away, um, which has taken some of my chaos out of my world. But um, he, we got to restore some of that. And so the last time he was uh, with us visiting, um, we even got to a point where he came and stayed with us, which I would never mm. had thought would, would happen. You'd never do, yeah. Um, so he came and stayed with us, and we had an amazing time. And that wasn't uh, just a few months before he passed. And um, he even restored relationship. He had a very dysfunctional, broken family he grew up in, with, which is where a lot of the chaos and things had unfolded and where his dysfunction had come from. And he restored his own relationship with his dad as well. So we've got to see a lot of healing in kind of that space, which has been amazing. You're listening to The Story. Today, Vision CEO Phil Edwards is chatting with a former member of staff, Angela Buono, who's sharing her life journey. Angela's been telling us about her difficult childhood, growing up splitting time between two very different families. However, things began to improve after she took a stand for the Lord. Next, we'll hear how God eventually leads her into full-time ministry and to finding a husband. All that and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with more of Phil Edwards chatting with Angela Buono, who's a former staff member and is currently an engagement pastor at a church on the Gold Coast. Next, we'll hear more of Angela's story and how God led her into ministry. You mentioned before that you spent some time in America. Yes. What did you learn when you came back? If you look back in your time there, was there, were there any big lessons? Um, I think the biggest was not limiting my thinking. So growing up either New Zealand or Australia, um, I remember the term tall poppy syndrome as I was growing up. You'd often cut people off when they had big ideas. But uh, living in the States is what I loved. Like I could be whatever I wanted. Um, I loved photography. So they encouraged me in that, that I was going to be the next big photographer. It's Mm. not a path I took or where God led me, but it didn't matter. It was just that open-mindedness of thinking so much bigger and um, that, opened other doors for me. Um, I did move back to New Zealand, but then I've landed in Australia. I came here for a year and 14, 15 years later, I'm still still here. And (laughs) and just allowing God to lead me more than keeping limited on what I I would let him do in my world. Mm. Yeah. In that time, you also mentioned that you had a long time of singleness. Yes. (laughs) What was that like for you? Because I I hear in you just saying that, it's like that was, it was almost like a wilderness experience. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, 
in the time that I was in the States, I had um, I was there for 15 months and 18 couples I knew got married. So to come back and pretty much all of my friends had uh, had got married and had started these lives together and I was a single friend, just finding your place in those new seasons. And I did 16 years of that. So I, when I, I got married... Um, one of my closest friends, we had joked because as her children got older, I was like, they're going to be bridesmaids before <laughs> before anything. And they were. They were junior bridesmaids in my wedding. So I watched all of these seasons in life that I so desperately wanted and wanted to create for myself. Um, and God's timing wasn't, wasn't there time. yet. It wasn't there yet. I had, that, to, I had to wait. How did that make you feel at the time? Um, I I, I, you know, I have to be honest. There were moments where it was really hard, but there were. I also took the time to go. Well, I have opportunities, and if I'm following where God's leading, I'll get to where. I always talked about um, that I would be on a path, and suddenly there would be a suddenly moment, and someone would be beside me walking in the same direction. Um, so, being single, I moved to Australia. I moved countries. I went to Bible college at 28, 29. Um, so I was about 10 years above most of the people at Bible College. But again, that just opened new doors and created a space that I probably wouldn't have done had I been married and started a family and done everything I'd expected with my own white picket fence story that I'd imagined. Um, so I've just taken every opportunity that God's opened and I just continue to go, if you open the door, God, I'll walk through it. And it it did get to a point, it became quite the joke about my singleness but amongst <laughs> everybody and everybody wanting to fix me up with somebody. And um, my mum would go, I want grandchildren. I'm like, well, I can go down to the pub, mum, if that's really all it's about. I've heard it I'll happens. I'll go find a husband. <laughs> I'll go find a husband. Yeah. Um, but just staying true to those things that if God's promised me something and I want his best, I need to know it's right and not – I've seen so many friends – compromise as as we were getting older. Like I was in my mid-30s when I married my husband um, and I just saw the brokenness and the struggle and I'm like, I, I haven't gone this long trusting God mm. to give it all away now. I want to keep trusting him. Again, it comes back to what I said earlier. We either trust him or we don't. So if we're trusting him, I trust him with everything. And that's, again, it can be a minute-by-minute minute decision because it's not always easy to hold on to that hope. Yeah. Um, it can be really hard to hold into that hope, but it's that decision you've got to make. Angela, you're a pastor now. Yep. How did you come to be in that position? So you went to Bible college, so yep. you were preparing yourself for ministry. Yeah, I actually went to um, Bible college to do the events um, aspect of the course. Okay. Um, but after the first year, they stopped doing that aspect of the course, which pushed me into the pastoral because I wasn't, I wasn't creative and I wasn't going to sing or put yeah. anybody through that. Um, so that's where um, I'd always gone, I don't need to go to Bible college to be in ministry. And then I got to a point where I said to God, I'd even, I, I said to my mum, I'd even go to Bible college. And at those words, it unlocked a door that mm. I had been obviously trying to keep closed that within, I think it was six months, I'd relocated countries and left my job um, in my late 20s to go to Bible college. Right, pretty significant change. So it was a very significant change. And then that just opened door after door, and um, I began a journey. I was with um, an ACC church down in Newcastle, and I came up on holiday to uh, see some friends who had planted a church uh, just after I'd finished Bible college, and I'd felt, again, God's timing not to come and help them but to go somewhere else. But a couple of years in, I came and uh, met my now husband, who was in the band, and 
I had a whirlwind romance. So I'd been, as I said earlier, single for 16 years and we had our first date in August. We were engaged in November. I moved up here and began working at Vision and by April we got married. So it was all about was all God's timing yeah. and, and that's just continued me on this path. of oh, I've always had a heart to help people and connect them with the heart of God. So it's just been a progressive journey to which now been an engagement path to connecting people in and into connection with others and connection with God. Yeah, well, that's yeah. fantastic. And, of course, you mentioned you worked here at Vision you know, yeah. quite a few years ago now and, yep. and you're doing pastoral ministry uh, now. Yeah. Uh, and I love it how God has assignments for us to do different things, yep. you know, because it, it's a big world and He's uh, He's got a lot of people to minister to. Yeah, and it was great your your time here. I have fond memories of that myself, actually. So, <laughs> and it's nice to finally get you on the radio here because yes. you worked here, but this is your first time on the I know, radio I now. Was, so. I was very adamant I wasn't going to be speaking on the radio. And look <laughs> at me now. Been great to spend some time with you, it's Angela, been great. today. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Any closing thoughts before we uh, close up shop today? Well, I just want to uh, encourage those anchors in the storms. Uh, there's storms that we have physically going on around us. There's also some circumstantial storms that each of us may be facing. So just to remember to trust God, mm. to believe that he is your provider, and uh, to also um, just know that his timing is perfect. So even if it doesn't look right, I just want to, uh, there's that scripture in Psalm 37, and it, it can become your mantra. You uh, trust God. And God, you delight in him and you choose to commit to him again and again and again. One of my favorites, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Love it. Yeah. Totally love it. Thank you so much for coming in. That was Phil Edwards chatting with former Vision staff member Angela Buono, who's currently the engagement pastor at a church on the Gold Coast. And it was great to hear how God helped her overcome a difficult childhood and eventually led her to a very fulfilling role in ministry. And as we heard, her journey began when she decided to take a stand for the Lord and to stop living in two worlds. As she mentioned, the Bible verse that really impacted her back then is from the book of Revelation, where the Lord says, Because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This really convicted Angela because she knew she had been lukewarm in her faith up to that point in her life. Well, how about you? Have you been only halfway committed to your faith in God up to this point? And would you like to make a change today? just like Angela did. We'd love to pray with you about having a deeper, vibrant faith in the Lord. Our prayer line is 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. Give us a call and we'd love to pray with you about that. 1-800-772-936. Well, thanks for joining us for Angela's story. It was great to hear how God has been working in her life. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. The program manager said, hey, you've got a great voice. Have you ever thought about being on radio? Would you like to learn? So I, I became a volunteer at this Brisbane radio station and I started doing shifts. But that's where I got into radio there. And of course, um, I continued to go to the Australian Gospel Music Festival, AGMF, which became... Easterfest, and that's where I became introduced to Vision. And Vision said, Hey, you've been doing some work. Would you like to come and work for us? You know, the rest is history. Jimmy Colfax joins us next time as we kind of turn the tables, and the host of the story shares his story. We'll find out about his musical background, his love for teaching, and how he met his wife. All that more is coming up as we find out the story behind the voice of the story next time. 
The story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.